2: Hello, and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I'm your co host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, are the screenwriters of the latest football comedy inspired by 80 for Brady, entitled Geriatric for Patrick. It's Shane Beauregard. What's up? And Chris Brodell. Go team. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, football expert, Chris Verdell.. <laughs> <laughs> Back <laughs> Which, to again, you guys. I'm just happy that you actually did watch the Super Bowl, so that's good. Yeah. You know, you're not a sports guy, so that's cool. I am not. Dipping am your not. toe in, going for re She
1: did an all right job. She's She's capable of performing.
2: Yeah, she leveled up, you yeah. know. Hit, all, hit all, this, all, the, mm-hmm. all the all the, I mushrooms did, came did, out did. and all that stuff. So. Yep. Slipped on a banana peel. It was a good time. Shane, do you enjoy your... Uh, you're actually a football person, so did you enjoy your uh, Super Bowl experience?
0: I actually did. I'm glad the Eagles lost because their fan base is nothing but a bunch of filthy fucking savages, so I'm glad they got to eat it at the end. Our ratings and, just uh, hit a
2: tip. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Philly fans, but you know who you are, a <laughs> bunch of savages. No, it was a good time. Good halftime show, a uh, couple good commercials, and a game that came down to the last couple seconds. So, what more can you ask for?
2: Yeah, man, I, I've always I've put it out there on previous podcasts of my iffy relationship with the city of Philadelphia. And anytime I have to hear a justification for no, 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 we weren't booing at Santa, we were just booing, and Santa happened to be there. That is not uh, like any <laughs> kind of city who has to justify that and like throwing batteries at people it's all bad it's all bad you got rocky you got a, you got a championship a few years ago enjoy it uh that's good but uh nope not my uh not my cup of tea i've been there many many times and it's always awkward and weird but yeah enough shitting on uh city to city i guess uh we'll <laughs> stop doing that i guess I like we'll have an episode treasure. that we're gonna do yeah um So this one, we're going to go back on the TV bend again um, because, you know, right now, much like, you know, when we started this podcast, we were in that, that zone of like peak TV time when movies maybe are doing a little bit weaker of an effort, you know, I'll say right now, I mean... (laughs) I made the 80 for Brady joke. Sadly, that is one of the better movies at the box office. I don't mean that quality wise, but like making money wise. So it's, we're in that period of (laughs) films uh, out at the movie theater right now. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw it too, because we did knock at the cabin last week. It lost like 70 to 80% of its audience. It tanked. Uh, comparatively speaking to its opening weekend, uh, it only made a few million dollars more. So even on a $20 million budget, they got to be like, yikes, which we did a little bit more here, but you know, that, that's a tough beat. But, um, but TV is where it's at right now. And I thought the smart move we could start here was, uh, with HBO and the last of us where they knew they were coming up against the super bowl. And a lot of people would be like, "Oh, the Super Bowl end, and people just catch it. You know, no big deal." They smartly put it out on Friday for people to watch. And I don't know, man. It this was an exceptional episode, Shane. I know you're watching, and Chris. You are not. You are abstaining. You are anti uh, fungus people. Fungi. People? I am fungi. Fungi. There's no fungi. fungi people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you're this particular episode make. brought out the biggest fun guy of it all uh that we've seen thus far and that ending was absolutely bonkers. So Shane, when we first talked, what do we have uh the first two episodes or the first the first two. Yeah. And then to me and and I've talked to you about it too. I thought episode three is one of the best episodes of television I've seen in quite some time. Um, you know, with the Nick Offerman relationship stuff that was there and Gosh, it's amazing. It's almost like I was comparing it to like Up, you know, where it's like they condense so much of a relationship in so little time for one episode. And you're like, I would die for these people. And I've seen that reaction of everybody else. So did you have the same thing? Are you where are you with this show? I know we could start episode three and kind of work through. But I mean, overall, I mean, this show is amazing.
0: It's it's great. And I know Chris thinks we kneel at the altar of The Last of Us, but it's true. Like it's worth all the hype. It's worth Everything is garnering on social media. The viewership is going; it's going up every single week. It seems like, yeah. Episode three, the standalone episode, Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett, who I've seen tons of lately, which is weird with White yeah. Lotus and Welcome to Ch- and Welcome to Chippendales. Mm. He was in that as well. That standalone episode was it was great. It's like you said, it was great. And this last episode, they know how to like emotionally gut punch you. Yeah, in this show. And it's in the use of the ending when we get that bloater, which is that so that character is called the big the big fun guy that came out yes. is called the bloater. Yeah, uh, was was terrific. But uh, I keep thinking on this show because my biggest complaint with The Walking Dead is that it's really it was slow and nothing was happening. Well, this is very much a character driven show, but it's so much better than The Walking Dead. It's not even close. Yeah. So I don't I don't mind the slow episodes here in that slow burn, getting to know these people they're meeting along the way. And again, every episode has been great. There hasn't been a bad episode yet. And like you said, the ending of this episode yeah, was, was awesome.
2: Yeah. Huge firefight. Um, something we haven't really seen in this show. And yeah, all the, the appearances are, are great. Uh, Melanie Linsky after we got the Nick Offerman and all that too. Like then you're adding Melanie Linsky being like the head of this, Kansas City right town that they they took over Um, and uh, the duo of Lamar Johnson and Kevon Woodard as Henry and Sam they like you said about the emotional gut punch they do so much to build up these relationships and these characters that like you're just like God I love these people so much and then they just love crushing you with it. They just like we know yes, we I did do. so much for you and then just take it away. And gosh, yeah, but it's an impressive show. I'm very happy it's here and it, like you say it's a it's a ultra ultra condensed version of Walking Dead, but even even better cuz the stakes are incredibly high all the time it feels like and they don't have any problem especially knowing it's the showrunner of Chernobyl. It's not a shock. This guy's just, you know, scorching the earth every single episode and, and really raking us through this emotional experience, uh, that I I love. And, and I'm really getting close with, uh, the Pedro Pascal relationship with, um, Bella Ramsey, uh, that whole relationship, uh, relationship. And weirdly it's, not the strongest part of the show. And yet the show is about them. And yet the show is still so good, but I think it's getting better and better with every episode. So it, I, I'm glad to see that arc is progressing. Right. And can I admit something? Uh
0: I think it was episode four. I don't know why, but I laughed so hard at that diarrhea joke. She told <laughs> yeah. to uh, remember. She yeah, was telling the, joke the book and
2: stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was just dying. And it was the corniest joke. Yeah. and it was basically what like uh, did you know? Diary was hereditary. It runs in your genes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Classic. Yeah. Were you um, without going into the spoilers? Were you surprised? I was a little surprised at the end of episode five with the uh, Linsky character.
2: Is all I'll say. Yeah, I mean did the way that, it kind of concluded in that yeah, is yeah yeah um, yeah because it's set up so much. In those two episodes, uh, the last two episodes that, you know, she's a main part of and it's like these interrogations and the whole thing about the network and the overtaking of that city and everything else. Um, So it's interesting to see how they kind of move forward with that or lack thereof, depending on what you want to say. And that it's tough. It's tough that, you know, and again, the same thing like we're saying with the emotional impact of some of these characters that are on the good side, too. Gosh, like, what are we supposed to hang on to week to week? They kind of just do the old uh, etch-a-sketch, like draw something amazing up and then shake it out and meet you next week. So um, the the concept of this show is that this world is just chaos. So anything can happen, and when you have a show like that with a core like they do, um, the core characters that they have, you could do anything, and they are... And it shows and it's really well done. So when I know that we're what going to get max like 30 episodes out of this show because they already have like a cap where they I think they maybe not officially announced, but they said like a season three will probably be the end. And yeah, this this season was 10 episodes. So to me, yeah, if it's a 30 episode cap, that's probably perfect because by the time they get to their mission and go through the firefly thing and whatever. I'm sure that's probably the end of what the the game was, right? The game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the game was a very long game. Yeah, but it, there's no sequel to the game, right?
0: There is a sequel to I haven't played it, but there is a sequel to the game. It, it focuses on two different characters all together, though. That's okay. the problem I had with gotcha. it. I'm like,
2: I, I don't want to start something
0: with other characters. I like Joel <laughs> in it. Like,
2: so I was like, nah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we don't get fear- Fearing the last yeah. of us or whatever the hell it is. What's up, Chris?
1: <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to add was, uh, you know, now I, I'm, I'm not into this show only because I think there's a bit of pushback with me watching The Walking Dead. Uh, I've read the comic books up to a point where in the comic books, characters that you've grown to like, love, mm-hmm. uh, care for are often killed off. Yeah. However, in the show, if a character is popular in some way, like the Daryl Dixon of them, um, if they're popular, they're not going to be put into the danger that others are. And if they are put in that danger, they're often taken out of it and saved, or they save themselves somehow. Yeah. And that becomes tedious. So when you have a show like this, which from the sounds of it is there are characters in it that they have a, a certain arc that yeah. either stems from a game. It doesn't really deviate too much right. in the show. It seems as of now there is an end result, as you just said, maybe three seasons and then that's the cap. That's maybe more interesting story wise, but I think it, like I said, it's pushback from me because I've dealt with that before where you're like, why is this person still alive? It's like right. eight seasons I, in, they should be dead four seasons ago.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I think with this show, the showrunner being the video game creator as well, like writing for the show, yeah. I don't think you'll get that deviation. Cause this show is similar uh, in the same vein as game of thrones where it's like, eh, don't get used to that fucking character. You don't know what <laughs> he's going to be around right. for. Yeah. Like they're not afraid. And if they follow the script, which I won't spoil it, I, I wouldn't let that, I wouldn't let that be a reason not to watch the show is all I'm saying.
1: Well, I will say <laughs> I haven't like totally wrote it off because uh, Melanie is watching it and every so often, like I said, I'll be doing laundry. I'll be in in and out of the room and I'll just like pause in front of the TV. I'll see a little bit of it. I'm like, okay. And then I'll move on. I'm not yeah. like fully engrossed, but I'm not like poo-pooing it and saying, no, I'm not going to watch a single episode. It's not right. Andor. Yeah. So
2: exactly. And and what I would say as the again, the the contrast to, to Walking Dead, it took what seasons <clears throat> to really get to even the point where you saw like other places, civilizations, or what they sure. tried to create or government influence seasons. stuff or anything else. Yeah. Like there those things because we flash forward so far from the where the show starts to where the show is kind of yeah. landing that the <laughs> the all that stuff happened kind of in between that time. So mm-hmm. you don't really have to dwell on anything. It's just, here's this pocket of time that is the most interesting to the showrunners. And we're just going to play that string out until this all ends, you know? Yeah. So, um, I'm more intrigued by that. It kind of cut through the, it cuts through, you would think it would cut out like a lot of the, the humanity, not slowing down like that and kind of like cutting to the chase. But honestly, they're so good at these like one-off episodes or these kind of like pocket stories yeah. that it doesn't matter. They're they're doing the heavy lifting in such a condensed way that it's so impressive to me. And, I, and again, anyone who has Walking Dead fatigue will definitely should be able to jump into this and not feel like, oh, here we go again. So I'm hoping you jump on at some point, just for, <laughs> I like people to watch good television. I'll, I'll
1: binge it. No, yeah. I don't know.
2: And speaking of good television, uh, the next show we'll talk about is Poker Face, which is a show that I know, Chris, you have watched and are enjoying. Yeah. It's a very interesting show. We previewed this with our our kind of like TV you know, streaming best of or what we're looking forward to kind of episode yeah. we did weeks ago. Um, and I know you're a huge... Natasha leone fan, you root for her and everything else. So did, now yeah. that we're, what did they just have? Six or five? Air?
1: Five, I think. Yeah, I, I lose I think track six. because six is it six? six? Yeah, six, six. just okay. yeah. Air. so
2: seven this week. So I lose yep.
1: track because they're so quick. Each episode, you're like on to the next one. So I'm like,
2: I'm I'm technically binging it as yeah. uh,
1: I'm playing catch up.
2: Yeah, because what did they drop? Three immediately. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I mean, that it was a brilliant strategy because you got to get her, you know, you got to do that pilot episode to kick off everything and set mm-hmm. her kind of what she does in motion and then do these, again, episodic things in and out of people's lives, odd jobs, things like that to really get yeah. involved in uh, the murder, murder mystery and then have her do her thing. And th- the impressive thing for me is I love... The uh, the long intros to the episodes post pilot yes. and really getting to know these amazing list of guest stars that they have with you know oh yeah the, the, it, you kicked it off with Adrian Brody and Benjamin Bratt and and Dash uh, from Orange Is the New Black and uh, yes the voice of Ron Perlman but we'll probably see him very soon and I and forgot then, that I know uh,
1: when that when it occurred I'm like that sounds like Ron Perlman and, and Melanie goes. I think you're right. I'm like, did he yeah. post something about this? Yeah.
2: yeah. No, I, I think I saw him in like the trailer for the show. And then oh, when okay. I heard the voice, it kind of put two and two together. Um, right. But yeah, outside of that, man, Hong Chow, John Ratzenberger, Little Rel, Chloe, which I had to look this up. I've been calling her Chloe Savigny for years. How would you guys pronounce it?
1: Uh, I believe it's, should I say it? Because I think I, I know it. It's seveny. Yeah. Seveny? Like
2: Seveny. Yeah. Yeah. And I had no idea. I've heard people say Sevonier, like she's yeah. a, like a champagne. Like a wine? Uh, yeah. 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 Um, it's from the Chevronier region. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that I she's know from. it so well. Yeah. So, uh, between the fact that she has Umots in her name for the Chloe part, uh, I'm just, yeah. I'm never going to get any of it right. So, She's good in the episode, though. And then uh, Judith Light, S. apatha Merkinson from uh, Law & Order Days. Yep. And then the most recent one being Ellen Barkin and Tim Meadows. Um, Interesting pair (laughs) with that one. I wouldn't have put that together. But, uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. So what do you think of the show overall, Chris? And what are your kind of, like, aspirations for where this is going?
1: I'll tell you what. I am (laughs) – not that I was sold uh, – uh, a different bill of goods um but i could have swore she was like a pi or, or something like that but she's just trying to get her own ass to safety yeah um she's on the run and you know she just happens to you know uh fall into these situations yeah where she has a gift
2: and inserts herself
1: yeah yeah and uh, I tried to explain this to someone else. They're like, "Oh, would she have superpowers?" I'm like, "No, she's just like so used to being around a uh, certain type of people that she she can call out uh, their BS."
2: Yeah. She's a human lie and, detector. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um and it's sort of like that monk effect. Sure. Where, you yeah. know, there's particular skills uh that they just uh, skate through these situations. Yeah. But uh I love that it's unintentional. She's just like bullshit, you know. Yeah she'll, yeah, she'll call you on it, and it's like, wait, what was that? She's like, uh, nothing. Go on, and then you know, let them dig the deeper hole, you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I I really do like uh how it's set up, and uh and she kind of helps these people, uh and then moves on,
2: you know. Yeah, it's 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 basically. I think you mentioned this when we talked about the show previously. It's not the murder she wrote situation where you're like, Jesus Christ, how many murders happened in this one area? Exactly. Instead, it's more believable because she's on the road going from town to town. And, you know, all these small towns have a story or any of these people can do this. And you don't know how long she's there. Like the, um, the Little Rel episode. Uh, which I know Shane, yes. you can speak your, your, cause Chris, you're caught up, right? You've watched all of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to spoil anything. No, or no. Anything. But the, um, that particular episode, it felt like she was in town for like a while. They never really kind of put the stamp yeah. on it, but that one felt longer, I guess. You know, maybe
1: a, it, I, did they say something in that episode? I forget. Like if, uh, if they, the other guy mentioned, uh, like a week or two.
2: No, I don't. I don't think uh, so. I forget. But it just—it feels—it felt more lived in because she had like yes. a job that like she's doing for a while. And again, like the even this newest one, you can kind of say that too, because she's there through the whole kind of the play process, the build yeah. up to the show, and then the show after that. So you know, she's there for a chunks, and yeah. it's 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 very well done where she does act like uh. You know because Murder She Wrote, she's not a PI either. You know, no, she, she's a writer. She writes
1: these stories, and she right. lives in a town. Right.
2: So it's just someone who's really perceptive and can yeah. and get to the heart of the matter, and happens to fall into these situations. So I think it, it operates in all the best ways of the shows that we've liked the the Columbos, you mentioned Monk, Murder She Wrote, yeah. Psych. It's got all those kind of elements and i enjoyed the hell of it uh what about you shane you enjoying poker face as well yeah i really like the show i like her
0: as a lead i like the structure of the show i like how they like you said andrew the very long beginning where she's with the person at the beginning of every episode we don't realize it till she you know halfway through the episode they just yes. spent time with these people building relationships yeah and it's funny it's it's well written and sometimes as you watch the episodes, you kind of forget what the whole show is about with Benjamin Bratt tracking her down. Because yeah. he was only popped up in like one or two episodes. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, that's right. Like, there are people after her. And getting back to Little Rel, this is how, how well written the show is. And like we discussed off the air, only a few people got this reference. But I found it to be one of the funniest moments in the show is when Little Rel's brother stopped barbecuing because he was a became a vegan after watching okja yeah which i thought was just <laughs> yeah. brilliant it was a brilliant little easter egg yep. like you said the 50 people who watched okja got it and appreciated it yeah and everyone else went over their head so i loved it again the structure the acting the guest stars i love judith light's character yeah she was hysterical right? yeah it, it's great it's a great little show and
2: i'm looking forward to the rest of the season and the Oakdra thing to me is doubly funny because it's like, it's a, you know, a streaming movie. So, like, you know, unless it, about- unless it was like you noticed that there was a Criterion version or something that she just happened to have and happened to find. Like, that's a very deep, deep, deep cut uh, with having the Punk bon Joe uh <laughs> Netflix yeah. movie being in a DVD that she happens to give him. So, yeah, it's wild uh, to do but- that. Chris, do you have like a favorite show, uh, episode? Oh God. Um, God. Wow.
1: You put me on the spot. I, I love them all honestly, because, uh, I just love the way they're structured. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But, uh, as I'm watching them, I'm like, oh, she caught this. Oh, she must've seen this. Like, uh, uh, the first episode, like, you know, where the guns placed, you know, I'm just like, Hmm. Even I picked up on that, you know? Sure. Yeah. But, uh yeah it's it's just like it's almost like trying to find those easter eggs and you're just like there it is i turn into leo and i'm just like there it is (laughs) yeah yeah but uh no i really like it and i'm i'm so glad ryan johnson's involved in in like a good capacity he's only what directed the first two yeah he's mostly a writer on his
2: show yeah
1: yeah so and producer and and so he's this is his wheelhouse. It's not, you know, grand scale sci-fi fantasy. It's like these are character driven episodes. Uh it's a series uh based on character mm-hmm. and and that's his wheelhouse and, and he shouldn't really stray too far from that. He he yeah. does it so well.
2: Yeah. And it's one of those where it's not like it's not geared up to be like laugh out loud, funny. It's just these right. character-driven stories that are amusing or entertaining. It's not like setting you up. Like it's not like Psych or yeah. Monk or whatever. Like these are actually a little more serious. Especially as some of the intros get longer and longer. It's like, damn, that got dark. Um, so I don't know. Like it, this last episode was maybe the my least favorite, and even I still like I that, that quite a bit. Um, yeah. So that I thought the interesting angle of like her trying to see the bullshit through even acting actors acting yes. and all that stuff is a unique angle, but I didn't love the ending of how that tied up and all this stuff. So like it was it was a little more scatterbrained uh, yeah. than some of the other episodes. but I don't know, I really liked the second one. With the small town, the guy on the roof with the lottery thing and yes. everything else. Is
0: a- I, I, I was gonna mention that. Like I laughed when he pushed him off the roof when yeah. he won the lotto. Just yeah. that yeah. just that random yeah. like push off. <laughs> but, but that's that's, so that's the
1: thing. Like they they um it, it's like the people who are on the uh the wrong end of the stick. Yeah. It's like they didn't deserve that. Like he no. didn't get this he didn't deserve to be pushed over. You know, this guy didn't get deserve that yeah and uh and yet it happens and you're like all right well hopefully she solves this and uh you know everything's right in the world
0: jesus yeah i love the uh the benson drop too <laughs> yeah that was
2: great <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was great too <laughs> yeah uh, that that, oh, was, uh, that whole thing yeah bringing back the the song that he wrote and how he's like what they call him uh what bird was that something where like he just compiles stuff like a nest in his head oh, right. they called him some kind of bird um yeah that he he kind of collects all these little fragments around him because he was writing lyrics from like the back of like a you know a chinese food menu or like uh you know fast food bags and stuff like that so yeah. it was amazing to see i i like that episode uh yeah. quite a bit too um but yeah and even there's like specific characters sometimes that like i just really like like in the um the little rel episode the barbecue episode i really like the radio dj who does like yes. the racist guy voice and has like a whole show that's complete completely made up and you know the racist I, I the dog
1: yeah like yeah. that that was that was hilarious so she's yeah. like oh my god
2: <laughs> yeah and then they pair them together at the yes. end it, it's so good it just the show just makes you smile and i, I like yes. I this show has so much so much legs for just having that basic thing of just keeping her on the road and solving mysteries. Like, you, mm-hmm. it's so repeatable. She's so enjoyable in that role, and I could watch it all day. So, I think, again, I think this only has a 10-episode season, ten episode season. I so, believe so, yeah. Correct. So, we're over yeah. halfway, and like you said, yep. these episodes just fly, and I look forward to them every single week. Um, I think the mark of this season is how they're going to tie up the the stuff from the pilot, how it's going to do the series finale or season finale, and and see where it goes from there. Hopefully, you know people are watching this and, and it keeps going on because it, it it makes me so happy. It's it kind of reminds me of like the feeling I have with Only Murders in the Building, where yeah. it's like it's that weekly show. It's part funny, part murder mystery. It's it's really keeping you going, and you know it's a week to week show. So, I don't know. I I enjoy it in the same way, and hopefully they can have these individual episodes that I love, and I love all these characters that come in and out, but then also have something with this overarching story with the casino and and Ron Perlman and all that stuff. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, Definitely. The next show is... I'm I'm close to saying this, and I know I think that show is also only what four or five episodes in as well is shrinking on Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. um, created by the immortal Bill Lawrence, um, <laughs> who you know I watch the hell out of Scrubs and do my Scrubs rewatch. Um, yeah. He's done that. He did Spin City. He d- did Cougar Town, uh, and of course, a lot of people now know him for his association uh, creating Ted Lasso with the likes of brett goldstein who is also a co-creator of this show roy fucking kent um and then uh jason siegel is the the third person in this creator team as well and yeah just an amazing cast jason siegel harrison ford jessica williams from the daily show and you know uh I think she did a couple of Netflix movies that I had to cover that were really good as well. Uh Krista Miller from Scrubs, good to see her back. Um Wendy Malick uh doing a little bit of work here as uh Harrison Ford's doctor uh her from uh, Just Shoot Me. So definitely has a lot of uh you know associations with Bill Lawrence and his past shows, but also uh having veterans of a bunch of different sitcoms that I've loved over the years. And Shane, I'll start with you because I'm curious. Cause I think you mentioned that you weren't the biggest Jason Siegel fan going into this. Correct. I'm
0: not a Jason Siegel fan. Like he's okay. I never liked how I met your mother. I Me didn't neither. really care for I really didn't care for most of his movies. He was just, meh. that's a guy. But for whatever reason, this character in this show, in the way he pulls it off, it, it I don't know. I'm attached to his character in the show. He's really good. The show is packs an emotional punch, uh, and it kind of brings you back to that once in a while. But as the episodes have gone on, it is lighter and it has its funnier moments between the characters, the interactions between the characters. Yeah, and I think we discussed it. It does have that Ted Lasso feel, right? As each episode is going on. But I loved, I'll admit, I love Jason Siegel in this role. I also, and you left this out, I, as little as he's in this show, I love Ted,
2: Magli, um, <laughs> Ted McGinley, McGinley. Yeah. in this show. Yeah, it's Krista Miller's uh, husband. And husband, I I, yeah. I, had to look it up. I was like, there, there's no way they're even remotely close in age. Because I'm like, Ted McGinley was doing shows, you know, he was doing Love Boat, you know, he's yeah. doing Married with Children. I'm like, there's no way they're close in age. They're not far. Like six years apart. It's not that bad. Oh, wow. It's not that weird. Um, so I don't know what good. that says about the, how Krista Miller ages. Uh, she does it remarkably well, even though clearly you can tell, obviously, you don't want to talk yeah. about you know, what people do or whatever with their right. appearance. But I still think, uh, even outside of that, I think she's aged pretty damn well for considering yeah. anything. She was born in the 60s. So, right. you know, that's impressive stuff. So. And
0: I um, needless to say, I think this is like the funniest I've seen Harrison Ford in a long time. Yeah. Like, I love his humor and his character in this show. He's great. He makes me laugh all the time in this show. Yeah. It's a very heartwarming show, just like Ted Lasso. But it is more emotional and you do get drawn in with the veteran he's trying to help. And it gets into all the mental health side of things, which is a serious subject. So it does kind of bring you back to that root of what the show is about. Yeah. But it's light enough where it's funny, and I look forward to it every single week. So it's another great show, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. The one, the thing I didn't say, because I'm a complete jerk and a bad host, is that I was like, I'm reluctant to say it, but I w- almost kind of think it's my favorite of the three shows we're talking about. Like my favorite show wow. on. TV. I really like this show. I think it appeals to me, like you said, like because of the Ted Lasso type feel, but it also, it just, I like a show where it's, like, a guy falling apart in, like, a funny way and kind of freaking out. And I think it's a easy profession to kind of, like, rip through with that scenario of patient and, psychologist, you know, uh, psychiatric stuff, mental health, all that type of stuff. I think it's it's got a lot of meat on there because especially the way his approach changed. Uh, now that his yeah. his wife is dead and he's been kind of uh, an emotional mess for a, the better portion of a year and and what he's doing, but yeah, and 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 when Jason Segel is not, while he's the front and center of the show, it's such a great ensemble and it's so deep, and then they can always toss in new patients all the time, kind of like we were saying with Poker Face, where like you can yeah. keep adding this amazing roster of uh, guest stars, essentially, and. For this show, they've had like guest stars, and then sometimes they stick around for indeterminate amount of times because they're either repeat patients where you can bring them in and out if they're having a crisis, or sometimes they just are one and done. You never know. So it's early, but I really like this show, and it's like you said, it's 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 emotional, it's funny, it's got that great balance uh, that I like out of stuff that Bill Lawrence seems to really strike. In a lot of his shows, uh, Chris, what are you feeling on shrinking? Were you able to to check this one yeah. out?
1: So I'm I'm I think three episodes in, okay, and uh, I'm really liking it. The the I will say the first episode was kind of slow to go, and I'm Pilots just like, right, I'm trying, that, sure, yeah, I'm trying to get a feel of who the characters are and uh, and what the situations are, and then I think about the second half of uh, maybe the second episode. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's clicked with me. It, this yeah. is, I know who these people are. I, I, I'm i rooting for them. In comparison to Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso is the lighthearted fair yeah, uh, with a little bit of heart uh, kind of, uh, you know, bubbling up here and there. Right. But this, this is like a, a drama with, you know, maybe funny situations mm-hmm. coming through. Yeah, but,
2: uh, I feel like it gets lighter as it goes along. Yeah, because it's yeah. it's trying to get further away from that pilot where you really know his breaking point and what sent him over the edge. Yeah, and I think now that he's kind of like building on that stuff and getting further yeah. from that, I think the show is starting to find its footing in that balance of comedy and drama.
1: And uh, for some reason, I thought like there was a, a closer relationship with Harrison Ford and Jason yeah it's um, interesting that he's just kind of there <laughs> yeah I'm just like wait a minute so all three of them are doctors like e- even yeah yeah it's like e- a small e- practice yeah so like he's the only one with patients or you know that we see uh Jason has patients and uh Harrison is just like milling about you know having a snack in the break room or whatever. but I did find it funny when uh Jason's like Im- imitating him and he's yeah. like you're just over there going huh, huh. he's like i don't <laughs> sound like that and they sounded similar yeah so i'm just like oh i love it i love when he does uh you know the impressions and you know just like and i love you man you know anybody want the peanut yeah um you know <laughs> yeah. he, he just comes out with those things and you're like you know what i'm glad i'm glad you did that I'm, yeah i'm smiling now so
2: yeah which, by the way, that is my favorite Jason Siegel. I can rewatch I Love You, Man all day. Oh, yeah. I love the slap of the bass, the whole yeah, thing. I just, so great. I just love that movie so much. Because, again, it has a lot of heart and has a lot of reality yep. and a lot of things you can relate to. Um, yeah. Yeah, with this show, uh, you were saying, like, the kind of compare and contrast with Ted Lasso. The Ted Lasso, because Ted and, uh, you know, Coach Beard, like, yeah. they're... I mean, yeah, he's a little eccentric and he's getting more so as the seasons go on. But, like, essentially they came in as, like, they're the rock and kind of trying to transform through their energy and their attitude and positivity. This yeah. one's the complete opposite where you're focusing on a man falling apart and it's the people who have kind of, like, picked him up on the edges that kind of stabilize this, but also they have their own quirks, which kind of are is entertaining enough as well. Oh, yeah. But... A lot of these people kind of picked him up when he needed it, so it's like the reverse, but it works in a very similar way. Shane, would you 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 buy on that one?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Because with Ted Lasso, it's like you said they he takes the job to escape from a situation, which we don't really find out. Like you got the scenes with his wife, right? Which were very emotional when she visits him in England. Yeah, and like oh, and it gets heavy, but then all of a sudden it gets back to being ted lasso you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we're like this is the inverse i feel like like you just said so i agree with that i agree with your viewpoint on that
2: yeah and with ted lasso the the continuation the through line is the games and the team it, and now this right. one it's the it's a team of sorts in a different way where it's a small practice of you know mental health professional so it it makes it easy to kind of keep like whenever the show can kind of like lose its way in the a plot they could just go right back into one of the patients or some of the the b stuff and now some of it obviously blurs because that's part of the charm and the point of the show where he's trying something new and getting too involved with his patients and it blows up in his face uh more and more as the show this season at least seems to progress so there's a lot of stuff that this show has legs and i'm i'm very interested uh, to see how long they think they can keep that going or what the end game is. Because yeah. essentially the the damage is done. Like, like if the worst thing, his wife can't die again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yeah. if but he whatever has to his, to his daughter, it's a recovery story. It's a, yeah. it's a mm-hmm. grievance. It's a grieving story. So like you could take that as far as it needs to until he gets to a comfortable place and, and we're, we and the audience seems satisfied with where it's going and what what it's accomplished so
0: right yeah. i was thinking about that too like how long can this season, can the series go without it being like oh, okay like it start getting stale
1: yeah
0: i was thinking two or three seasons to be honest with you would be the perfect kind of yeah. tent tent pole to put around the show and i'd be perfectly happy cuz the one thing this show has to me is I could go back and rewatch this show and have no problem rewatching this show. Totally, and it'd be just as funny, just as heartwarming, and I may be able to pick up on more stuff along the way. So this show is very rewatchable if you've already seen it. Yeah, and I, I think the last episode—I won't spoil it because Chris hasn't seen it—was probably the funniest episode I've seen so far of the year <laughs> with the whole potato thing. And yeah the whole it was just great it was a great episode so yeah. yeah and still
2: had enough grounded emotion stuff with uh paul aka uh harrison ford and his side story too again taking something in a different direction than just jason siegel's a plot so right the show is very layered it's uh it's you're right i think if it's like ted lasso you're gonna get three seasons, solid, super solid seasons. And you'll be like, this is great. I'm glad this didn't go too long. It's not a sitcom. So even though it's rewatchable, it still has a finite amount of episodes before you check out. So Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think that nails it about two or three seasons. Um, But I feel blessed personally that we have two shows that have legs and have rewatchability, And then last of us, you could say it, probably has rewatchability but you know this it's not that type of show but to me it's still so good so to have all these really good shows all at once is great and especially because they're week to week so i can plan out my oh -hmm. this comes out on sunday night this comes out on thursdays this comes out on fridays or whatever it is and and kind of work around it so that's awesome man have you guys watched anything else that you want to shout out uh besides the these three amazing shows that's it on my
0: end. I got enough going on with these three shows. Like you said, yeah. I like the binge model, but I like to have something to look forward to on certain days. Yeah, and with three going on at one time, I, I love it. So, I, you know, I'm good. At uh, At the Frodell
1: household, we, uh, we like to um, see what we're in the mood for. And mm-hmm. uh, Ted Lasso seems to be like a go-to for us. And I think we're almost done with season two, so we'll be prepared for when it comes back. But season two uh, seems to be going along. I know you guys said it's like, you know, there's, it gets dark at some point. Well, there's like a uh, herky
2: jerkiness to the, to how it lands. Um, especially cause oh, I said, okay. um, I don't know how deep you are into it, but like the, so, we said that coach beard episode as a standalone mm-hmm. is bizarre, but I it's, think that's it's a lot next. of fun. Okay. I think
1: that's coming up cause uh, you guys kind of painted a picture for that, but, yeah. uh, I think, uh, uh, there was the reveal of, uh, Sam and who he's connected with, with banter. Uh, uh-huh. you know, I, again, for, I don't want to give things away, but like, you know, I think I'm that far and I think I have maybe okay. what three episodes left of the season. Yeah. From there. Then
2: you're, you're right at coach Beard's episode because I think it's coach yeah. Beard and then two more. I think that's mm-hmm. about right. Cuz I, I so, think
1: I saw yeah. a still of of just Coach Beard so I'm like, okay, yeah. this is the episode that everyone's talking about. But uh Yeah. No, uh I'm I'm really loving that cuz like, you know, there are there are ups and downs. There's, you know, he's going through his own anxiety. He's uh revealing himself slowly to uh what's her face? The uh, the, the psychiatrist owner, the, or the oh, social, yeah, 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 whatever mm-hmm. woman. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, slowly, uh, getting stuff off his chest and whatnot. So I'm just like, okay, I, I get it. You know, I, I want to see him heal. We all do. Um, but, uh, I really love that all of these shows that we're talking about are character driven, are not just the stars, you know, there are full episodes where Ted's not, well, you know, Ted's in every episode, but like, it's not, he's not prominent. Sure. And and I like that. I like the fact that Natasha isn't prominent in poker face. You know, right. she is in it and she she's involved. But right. for the most part, you're getting a setup of who these people are before she shows up. Yeah. Um and in shrinking, and then- it's like it's well balanced with Jason, with Harrison, with uh with everyone else, with his daughter, with uh Krista and her her situations you know
2: yeah and and last of us too i know you're not watching it but like it, right. you could see a long stretches where you know pedro pascal and bell ramsey take a back seat so it's yeah like, all these uh, shows that, are so impressive for how like how much they can pack into an episode and still keep the a plot moving of yeah.
1: course just like uh that episode with uh nick offerman yeah he completely. uh th- that was like you know pedro pascal comes in like what a little bit yeah, uh, very Because little. they had interaction, but for the most part, it's him and uh, the other guy's story, so.
2: Yeah, it's bookended know. mostly, and then there's like a small fragment in between. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's impressive. It's very impressive writing, and, you know, the best thing is that we're only halfway through these current seasons, so we can yes. drag these out <laughs> for another month or so before, sure. you know, in a few weeks we got – the Mandalorian Mando coming back Mando. In, a, in a couple of weeks. Um, History of the World Part 2 on Hulu. Um, I don't know if you guys watch Succession, but I love Succession, yeah. and that comes back at the end of uh, March as well, um, as well as Yellow Jackets. I don't know if either of you watch it. I've been meaning to watch it, and now yeah. that I have the availability to Showtime and some other things, I think I might do like a, a deep dive and catch up on that before that season premieres as well. So um, the one show I did want to shout out before we get out of here is um, when we first did this show, uh, this podcast, excuse me. And we did like top five uh, shows we enjoyed from last year. One of them was for me, slow horses. And the reason why I probably haven't said as much is because they snuck in season two at the very end of December bleeding into early January And God damn it, did they make an incredible season of television with season two of Slow Horses. And the fact that they did it basically two seasons in the same year is wild to me, and especially for the high quality that it is. And it almost gets more... It's like um, I said to my friend who's now watching it, and he's like, thank you so much for telling me about this show. If you took these two episodes... two seasons they're like 10 to 12 episodes a piece and you sandwich them together it would almost feel like wow remember when 24 was 24 episodes and you had this Hmm. big overarching thing and you know this mission critical stuff imagine like if they packed all that stuff into a very tightly condensed show and just amazing characters the whole thing it's like the closest thing And I also don't feel guilty about it like the way I do with 24 in retrospect where I'm like, oh, this is kind of like terrorism born and like, you know, (laughs) gung ho America's like this is British. There's no pride in Britain. That's how they work. It's all MI6 or whatever. And and these and they're the also rands. It's like the the minor leaguers that like come to the prominence and and take on this story. So Gary Oldman's great. The roster of talent on this show is impressive, and they have a series of books that they're doing these seasons off of, and I, I could go for as long as they have books. It's so good, and these these characters are so good. The stakes are there. People do die. People do, you know, there are big stories uh, involved in here. But if you like espionage stuff, if you like, you know, kind of like solving uh, terrorist plots and and backbiting spy stuff please watch slow horses on apple tv plus it's so good um but yeah that's it for me if you guys don't have any other stuff to to shout out um (laughs) there's a couple of shows from 2022 that i've been meaning to look into the english i hear is really good on amazon prime i'm surprised because shane is mr amazon prime hasn't gotten there i I, I try to watch it it's a little on the slow side right oh, now and, I, I, and it's I, only six yeah. episodes or something i think i don't so know, think i even I heard of it uh, yeah it's emily blunt which is why it'll always pique my interest but uh i, I heard okay. i heard really good things so i'm gonna try to check that one out um sas rogue heroes which is on like stars or something oh that's why i haven't heard of that one either i know so that one you know especially now that Uh, slow horses got me back into the, the kind of like military spy stuff. Uh, and I'm sure Shane got, uh, you know, his pants tight with knowing terminal list is coming back and, uh, you know, uh, and then damn right soon. We'll probably have, um, see other Amazon, uh, Reacher come back this year as well. So Yeah. Shane's uh, year year round boner uh, is about to really happen, <laughs> yeah. especially now that we told him that uh, plane is getting a uh, you know an offshoot sequel named ship uh, <laughs> or whatever it absolute, is. Uh, is it absolutely just Shane porn right now. It's just raining yes. from the sky. So <laughs> kudos to you guys. This was a great episode. Thank you guys for doing it as always. Um, be sure to give us five stars. Go check out all that stuff and be sure to come back next week for more recent activity.